All right, that's enough silence. I'm very uncomfortable with that. Very. <laughs> I am also uncomfortable with it. Well, welcome, <laughs> friends. Welcome to Pure Cringe, the podcast by and for the Bravo Obsessed. I am here with my friend, Michelle Barczykowski. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Maria. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome, especially because today we are getting together to do my favorite thing, which is honestly the Feels Like First Time Rewatch series. And today we are continuing our journey in deep into Franklin Lakes, Michelle. I think that might be the, the title of a horror movie, Deep into Franklin deep Lakes. Into Franklin Lakes. Okay. Yeah, we're going yeah. there. We're going to New Jersey. We are in season one, episode four. Uh, today's episode is called Black and White and Red All Over. Um, <laughs> so, so, Michelle, I feel like I should uh, get my Jersey accent prepared uh, for this entire rewatch series. Okay. The way that I get there is by saying two words daughter and water daughter so, water daughter, right i gotta water. say daughter my daughters are in the water and then you can yeah. start getting into the the frame of mind for why'd you throw the water right yeah <laughs> that that is that is march march through the water the Danielle, whose daughters had something to say about it um so let's dive in so i i have to say we are this this ser series has been a lot of fun, but it's been a completely different experience for me mm -hmm. seeing it all these years later. And I know this is your first time. So um, we open with Danielle, Jacqueline and Teresa. Mm -hmm. who, honestly, now that I think about this are like the strangest triumvirate ever. Oh, uh, having it dinner makes no this, sense. Yeah. yeah. Why? Like, I'm always like, who forced this? Right. <laughs> yeah. It just it doesn't like the three of them. I feel like they have nothing in common in general. Um, and they're having dinner at Fratelli's. Mm -hmm. uh, wearing basically the same dress in a slightly different print. Yep. Right. Their their fashions are just, yeah, Dwight from Atlanta would have a nervous breakdown with these fashions. So they sit down and Danielle, it feels like this is staged just so that Danielle can bring up these rumors that are circulating yes. about her in town. It feels very apropos of nothing, actually, to start mm -hmm. off this way. It's kind of jarring. Um, the rumors are that she's a husband stealer um, and that she offered a trainer sex in exchange for training. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, that's a good idea. Though. It's a good idea. Oh, I wish I could find one. <laughs> Does anyone know where I could find one of those? Um, I love her line here. This may be so far my favorite thing that Danielle has ever said, which is, why would I chase someone who makes 25000 a year? I owe more than that to Neiman Marcus. I know. She's like, hello. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And so you can see, like, you know, it's a really hard conversation, though, to watch because you know, I feel like Jacqueline and Danielle are going back and forth about whether Danielle really wants to know what's being said. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and then so, I think they just stopped everything like I did and said, what the fuck are you doing with $25,000? You have no job. $25,000 at Neiman Marcus. Right. What are you doing? What do you do? You got yeah. no job, girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just and, and it's weird because I feel like Danielle gets a little nasty with Jacqueline here because she's like, use logic. She yeah to Jacqueline She's and so it's nice funny because at the moment I was like oh that's rude and I actually I feel like I saw in Jacqueline's Jacqueline's face her registering the the insult and getting mm -hmm. hurt um and then Danielle tells us that Jacqueline doesn't know about her past and then Teresa says we have this of course this little voiceover with Teresa that she says that when Danielle becomes your friend she gets attached and that makes Teresa want to back off y yeah and it's funny I didn't feel like that from Teresa before the book came out I feel like before the book came out, Teresa was happy to sit for an hour and a half and watch Danielle wait for a date. Yes. I, she today, was totally fine with it. Today it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Today, post book, it's completely different. And it just, it makes her want to step back. And the only and so one you, really who called it, well, two of them called it was, you know, Dan, uh, fucking sorry. 
Oh, Dina and Dina, Caroline. I Dina, hate that they're Dina right. And Caroline, but you know, but they 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 sniffed it out like very quickly. That, yeah. I hate that they're right. And you can see, like, you know, during this conversation, I mean, I can't imagine having this at a this actual conversation with someone where you're sitting there talking about rumors about them. And, you know, everybody's sort of like trying to jump in and, and kind of smooth things over, but Danielle gets visibly upset. We have no resolution in that scene. It just sort of No, ends. it's just Danielle like having a flip out that things have come out about her and you know and she's you, she, she got this past she's got this and i don't know like do you think that you can just walk walk around and never tell anybody anything and act the way that you act because she's real she's a real pushy rod right yeah question for you michelle so you're bringing up a really good point so your point being like what makes you think you could have this platform and have this not come out yeah I wonder, and and do you think that the reason why, because today, of course, like, let's just say I have that past. Mm-hmm. I'd have to think twice before going on a, a Real Housewives show. But then again, I have two words for us, Jen fucking Shah, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to think twice. But I think back, this is, these are the early days of reality shows. I wonder if Danielle thought that she could get away with it or that it wouldn't come out, right? Because now I feel like if this was me, I would have to control the release of the book in order to get ahead of it, publicity-wise. What year was this again? 2009? 1920s. Yeah. They're all flappers, Michelle. Oh, my, you know, and they're all gangster smalls. So, I mean, the internet was, uh, I I would say that most people were on the internet by that point, weren't they? Maybe they weren't good at using it, but there was Well, that's what I'm saying. So you would feel like you would, how could you think it wasn't going to come out? And if you had any inkling that it was, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you want to be the person that was like, so there's this fucking book. Yes. But the problem rather than is that she doesn't want to own anything, you know, that she, okay. she was at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's true, Danielle, but let's talk about the shit ass decisions that you made prior to being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like she doesn't want to own that. She, she never wants to own right. that she caused anything. Cause and effect doesn't. It, the it doesn't to your point too. It's the decision making. Yeah, it's the decision making, right? Like it's like, you know, if I were hiring her to be my nanny, I'd be like, oh my god, this woman doesn't make great decisions. I don't know that I want her watching my kids. Right, and it doesn't even matter what the decisions were. It's just like I can see that she's made shit decisions. Yeah, so that's a good point. Okay, um, so yeah, so we really don't get any resolution. We just go right to the next scene which is at one of my least favorite places. So I've really determined this now after these three episodes into the fourth. My least favorite place to go in the series is Dina's house. I get nervous. I get overwhelmed. I have a fear of chickens suddenly. Um, I don't understand what the fuck is with her like taste. I just don't understand it. So we go to Dina's house and she's happy, happy, uh, excuse me, helping Waldo. Um, AKA her daughter, Lexi, who is packing for Cyprus. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of drama around this. So they're sitting in her closet, which is huge. Um, Enormous. I don't know how many pairs of little denim shorts a girl can have, right? No, I know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, if I had money and I had a little girl, I don't know, maybe I'd go overboard too. But it feels like just a redonkulous, it feels like the kind of uh, closet that would be an overwhelming, like that would produce that like um 
that like panic anxiety, right? Like that, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. where you just stand there staring at stuff and you have no idea what to do next. You just like it's bright um, colors. Look at all the colors. I love the colors. That's what I would do. Right. I can die from all this. Yeah. All right. I'm so happy. It's literally the only part of the house that has no leopard in it is the closet. Yeah. Um, And so during this scene, you know, I have to be honest, it's, it's, I mean, because I don't have kids, I don't have like the same like nostalgia around or like the warm fuzzies. The one thing that the one feeling that it did elicit from me, honestly, was I thought Caroline was being a bitch. I thought she was being such a bitch because she was saying like, it's going to be hard for um, Dina to let Lexi go, but it's good for her. Dan, uh, she said Dina will just have to get over it. Like, and she says it like in a, and like kind of like is weirdly smug. And I know that it's just like a big sister thing, but like there was a part of me that was just like, is that necessary? Like, you know, clearly this is hard for Dina. But then again, I mean, I don't know, Michelle, how hard is this to do? I mean, you've sent away kids to, to camp, not to Cyprus, which by the way, I would love to go to Cyprus would you please send me to camp in Cyprus or to visit someone in Cyprus? Thank you. I just want to give a shout out to my favorite Cypriot, George Michael. Just, you know, every oh, time I hear Cyprus, right? Was it dad from Cyprus? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I actually think of my my friend Lauren, who um, who her business is around uh, Cyprus. Uh, oh. They rent villas. She and her family rent these amazing villas oh, wow. uh, out in Cyprus. That's uh, the name of the company is called uh, Not Sponsored uh, Sundance Villas. You'll have to check oh. it out. They have the most amazing like pictures that are just ridiculously stunning. Just vistas with beautiful pools and just you know tranquil gardens and olive trees. And so I think to myself, I would love for someone to send me there for two weeks. Maybe not with my dad, but uh, I wouldn't mind going for two weeks. But yeah. sorry, off topic. What <laughs> what was it like for you? Sorry, ADHD. What was it like for you to to send your kids? Did you freak out in the closet and no, start I didn't. I thought it was a good experience for them. I I you know I'm one of these people. I think that uh, summertime is um is a time where you can like have other experiences. So um and there's other things, great things to do. So no, the the away camp was um was really good for them. Um you know I mean in two weeks is a, is a good amount of time. It's it's not too much it's not too it's it is a little bit too little if you're going to be away somewhere really like three weeks no because by the commit end the, to six months michelle if you're going to send your kids away three to four weeks is like is good you know two weeks is like you're there and then you got to kind of go like you sort of got your rhythm and then it's time to go and then you gotta like pack up all your stuff which is another nightmare in itself but um <laughs> no i i think i i was very excited to send my kids and they they really liked it. You know, they just, they came back different kids. They, they made, they made some friends. They had some hilarious stories and, you know, I have two boys and there was just lots of crazy stories about boys farting, you I know, was gonna say, let me guess farting. Like, yeah. <laughs> boys who don't wear underwear, their raw ding dong on the sink or something. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> some really funny <laughs> stories. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure like it's, yeah, I wonder if it's a different experience too, boys versus girls, um, international versus because your kids went like in Pennsylvania or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's a different experience. I, I will say the one thing that I feel pretty confident about was that you never sent your kids uh anywhere. You wouldn't send your kids to a garage sale uh with luggage that was two different le- leopard prints. Did no. you notice this? yeah so the bed spread was a third leopard print different yeah 
Yeah. So there was the bedspread, and then there were two pieces of luggage, both different leopards. It it's it makes me nervous. What is going on in her house? Do you have any idea? Like, like I said, like out of all of the people that I know that are like my age, you have the most taste. So I like when I go to your house, I always think, oh, this is cool. I I look at Dina's house and I think the opposite. I think, oh, I don't want to be here very long. Well, first of all, all her stuff is like very brown. There's a lot of brown going on and I don't know. And I think the fun thing about animal print is um, you can have all sorts of other things going on and then you throw some animal print somewhere and it becomes really fun, you know, so you can't overdo it with the animal print. You just need a little splash of it. And then, so it's meant to be the accent it's, it's and not the, the background. Accent. Yeah. Either that, or, you know, you do like the, um, like the Scalamandre, like the the dancing zebras. Did you see the Mighty Tannenbaums? No, no. Oh, okay. There was a scene with this like famous red wallpaper with dancing zebras, and I guess it's in some Italian restaurant in New York. Um, and um, it's Scalamandre is the designer, and it's um, dancing zebras. And so, really? unless you or you know, unless you have your whole wallpaper like that, and then it's just like whoa, like, and then everything else is normal. You know what I mean? But she's got, she's. It's layered, isn't it? It's, it it's, like it's layered. layered. It's the layer that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's so heavy. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad, honestly. I feel like one of the producers loves us because they won't let us stay there for very long, thankfully. Yeah. Well, they get um, a headache too. Yeah. Right. They have brains too, allegedly. Um, so we don't stay there long, thankfully. We just end on a scene with that leopard throw uh, leopard pillows and two different leopard print pieces of luggage. God help us. And then we run right over to, to uh, Teresa pulling up to Jacqueline's house. Mm-hmm. And it's f- so funny. I didn't notice it until the second time I rewatched it, but the size of Teresa's bag, I don't know if Sarch has this like, uh, like patent leather, huge black bag it may even be Chanel because it has a, um, a chain. It, honestly, I would say it's wider than she is by, <laughs> by a lot. Um, so she pulls up to Jacqueline's house, gets out with this enormous bag, gets into Jacqueline's brown kitchen. We're noticing this theme. Mm -hmm. Um, and she starts talking about dancing with the stars Mm -hmm. and how Juicy Joe has been watching it. I find this all very hard to believe, by the way, that Juicy Joe is watching it and wants to take dance lessons. Did you think that at all? I think maybe he watched it because he liked their legs, you know? Right. Like I can see him wanting to like jerk off in the corner to it, but I'm stunned. Like I yeah, feel so like you said it for Maria. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm. I mean, I can't imagine that he said to her like, "I really want to take dance lessons." Because when we get to the dance lessons, spoiler alert, he doesn't seem to be having that great of a time. Right. Um. Right. But he, uh, Teresa, says this to us. She says that she and Juicy Joe watch it. That he's so into it. So she's trying to get a group together to go dancing. Yeah. And so she says to Jacqueline, and it feels very schoolgirl for some reason. It read this way for me when she says to Jacqueline, "Why don't you call Danielle?" It's like she's. She doesn't want to call her now. She almost feels, it almost feels like you can see Teresa pulling away from, from Danielle. Like she knows she has to invite her because they're on the same show. Yeah. But she doesn't want to be friends with her. She doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, yeah, like you, you have the, you have the connection with her better than I do. You know, you're the root, you're the root cause of the whole thing. I was just going to say, you're the problem. (laughs) She's your friend. Yeah. Right. It would be like me being like, Michelle, she's your friend. You call her. Yeah. Um, and so she hesitates a little bit, Jacqueline. She and does. We see that she hesitates a lot. We, yeah, we see that voiceover where she says, 
that there's been a lot of tension because of the rumors about Danielle around mm-hmm. town and she's getting pressure pressure from her family to end the friendship. Yeah. Which seems really odd to me, like that you would, that your family would get involved. I could understand her saying, you know, I'm getting pressure from my husband to end the friendship or something like that. But that like her larger, the larger extended family in general would be involved is. Well, but I think again, you marry into this big family and they're their own corporation. And, you know, so, um, and they have a united front. So I'm in, in, as we know, you know, Dina and Caroline called it that, you know, Danielle was a scumbag. And, um, and so I think they just want to cut it off at the pass. Do you know what I mean? I think they just, Oh yeah. And this is even before the the release of the book, right? Yeah. They are there. He felt like this from jump, right? Well, yeah. And, and exactly. And they know, they understand they, and I think you and I know too, like when you meet somebody like that, that's just not a person that I would want to, I, if I was like at a party, I would like have to like go to the other side of the room and hope they don't follow me. Yeah. That's the person that you end up laughing at and, but they think you're laughing with them. Yeah. Recognize that they get confused. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it's a kind of a weird situation because you can see her trying to like make the decision on whether or not she should call. Mm-hmm. She finally calls Danielle, who of course is like, yay. Mm-hmm. And then really stupidly, I thought Jacqueline asks Danielle what they're supposed to wear. Yeah. Like tutus, you idiot. Like, what do you think? Like fucking clothes. What do you think yeah. you're supposed to wear? Clothes. Yeah. But but inexplicably then Danielle says a leotard. A leotard? A leotard with my daughters. <laughs> yeah. After, but bring a bottle of water in yeah. your pure cringe tumbler. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, there's just something about this. Like I said, like there's something, anytime I try to feel bad for Danielle, she rewards me by like kicking me in the teeth with some kind of terrible, terrible behavior. But yeah. So she says that she says she'll be there with bells on and then they're instantly already rolling their eyes. Yeah. And so now I feel like they're inviting her to already just to make fun of her. That's what I thought too. I totally, that went through my mind. They just, they just, they want to elicit a response. Is that it? And then see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to poke the bear and see what happens. And, or or even worse, I think that they see her as like, um, like fragile and a little bit and they're, and they want to sort of see where it ends. Mm -hmm. Um, so we see everyone arrive for dance class and I want to stop here and say that I am, it's so interesting to me that this is coinciding with uh the tv show dancing queens yes on bravo love that yep uh hope there's a actually, season two i know oh my god we loved them so much um that we binged actually i mean i think at one point we like spent like maybe like two and a half hours like just laying on beds and yep that's okay that was i thought it was great i thought it was awesome <laughs> we were in savannah and i think it was during one of the torrential downpours yes and we ended up falling in love with dancing queens we just put it on um almost ironically yeah not thinking that we would love it and we turned we turned out we loved it um who was your favorite michelle um, Who do you think the best dancer was? Let me just say it like that first. Oh, like of the ladies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You there's... know, like my favorite man was Koista, right? That's oh, me the, too. Don't even. Too. Yes. Don't even. We're going to fight over him. <laughs> yeah. Koista was just all the things. So he was partnered with Leone. Yes. Um, and I thought he was fabulous. I thought he was, I mean, other than the first scene. So if you're going to watch Dancing Queens, do not watch the first episode and like pay too much attention to Koista because he has his hair down and it's just in this forgive bowl. His hair. Yeah. Just forgive. You got to just let it go. Yeah. It was a bad decision on his part, 
but otherwise he's smoking hot. And also I liked his dancing style. I thought he was like cute without being gross. I thought some of the other guys were like greasy, get, like and weird, gross. sexy, gross. Right. And he just, yes, he's there for the fun. Yeah. Yes. Like I thought exactly, Michelle, that's so funny that you say that. Like I thought that he always looked like he was having fun mm-hmm. rather than he was like, I fucking the person that he was dancing with or anybody else. I felt like he was just, it felt like pure fun to watch him too. Like yeah. it, you know, it made you smile. So definitely we both agree. Number one dancer, Koista. Mm-hmm. Number two is Stas for me. I hate to say it, but yeah. 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 I, Who well, was your favorite female dancer? Uh, well, I really, I go back and forth between um, Sabrina uh, and um, sorry. And uh, Leone. Is that Leone? Leon? Yeah. 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 Um, so I kind of like love and hate them both, you know, at, at different times. I'm loving one and hating the other kind of thing. Yes. Um, but, uh, and you said something funny. You said uh, Sabrina feels like uh, she has to show up to these dances and win. And she's bored with having to prove that she's the best. You know, <laughs> she doesn't think she yeah. has to. <laughs> well, you can tell. Like, I think she's just annoyed that she yeah. keeps having to prove that she's so good. Yeah. Um, which I get because she is so good. Yeah. Um, and she's very intense and, you know, she does do this, like, uh, was it Jimmy Connors impression? Um, you know, from the seventies, remember Jimmy Connors, the, uh, the tennis player. Oh yeah. He like, yeah. invented the grunts. He used to get in yes. trouble from the, from the referees because, uh, he was grunting so loud. Yeah. And so Sabrina does that when she's on stage, she's like, ah, shh. and then, yeah. you know, I think Leonie says, it sounds like a porno. Yeah, she's but got the porno grunts going. Yeah. I think other than that, and I didn't love um, Sabrina's dresses only because I felt like she could do, actually, I felt like almost all the girls could do better with their dresses, but I'm with you. I think that Sabrina and Leonie were the best dancers, but I think, I don't think I liked almost anybody's dresses. Did you? I mean, I hate to be like a super uber pain in the ass girl here, but I didn't love their dresses. Yes, I mean, and- Donnie, Donnie was a great dancer. Her every single dress was more unfortunate than the last. Yeah. yeah. And she's a beautiful dancer, but yeah, not so yeah. much. Yeah, no. And they did, well, they didn't fit her correctly. You know, that was, that yeah. was part of it. Right. Yeah. And so was, yeah. One was trying to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that wasn't that, I think it's so ironic that we would be watching, that would be re- reviewing this episode, rewatching this while this is sort of like the the time of dancing yeah. queens it's the dancing like, queens era i don't know 20 years later i don't know I'm right and and <laughs> and have on dancing queens um was it val chermoski yep yep and uh we're about to meet his dad yes which is so wild so that's so wild yeah yeah so it brings us right back so everybody shows up for dance and we see it's literally everybody it's like the almost the entire cast right mm-hmm. the only person that doesn't show up is uh albie senior right yep so we have Caroline, we have all three of her kids, uh, Christopher, Lauren, and Albie. We have Teresa and Juicy Joe. We have um, Christopher, Larita, and Jacqueline. And then we have Danielle, just inexplicably by herself. Mm-hmm. And so they all come wearing like pretty dresses. Danielle is wearing um, like leggings and like a little dance skirt and like a little leotard situation mm-hmm. with like shrug. a little jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And like a, she, yeah, she reminded me of, a, of what things a, a lot of dancers wear. And so we're introduced right away to uh, Maxim and Val Chermovsky's father, um, who's actually was a pretty handsome dude for, for an old dude. Yeah. They must run that uh, school. Um, I and think so. Almost, yeah. 
And almost right after that, I, you couldn't even have your moment of being like, oh, wow, that's his dad. We hear Juicy Joe saying, this is the gayest thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say to you, I find it very hard to believe that he really thought that he really wanted to do this. I think Teresa I don't believe that at all. thinks up a lot of things she thinks he wants to do. Yes. That's that's how I think it works. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like my like me saying to my husband, like, you know, that's you know what's a you know what's a good idea for you to do, Brian? Because I want to do this, you know. I mean, that's yeah, I just it's funny to me. I just think I just think it's so strange that like he would come there just to say that. It's just odd to me. Um so then they all start, you know, they start pairing up and everybody starts fucking around. And actually I have to say I just, for some reason, am charmed by Christopher Manzo. Because he's, like, dancing. He's doing the worm. Do you remember this part? Yeah, yeah. He's just very cute. Yeah, um, he's, he's going along with it, yeah. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that, like, that he's just there to have fun. Um, the only person who I think is a pain in the balls during this entire thing is Caroline. She's she's laying on the couch telling us that she doesn't dance. It's actually, she's talking about herself in the third person. Caroline, oh, yes. don't dance. Caroline, don't dance. That's really I don't it's, I don't fucking know Maria. I don't know. I don't she know. don't though, Michelle. She don't. And 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 she, and you don't talk about yourself in the third person, right? Right. I mean, it's just fucking strange. And yeah. so it's here. I I will say, and and you tell me, it's here where I feel like things break off into two very distinct perspectives. Mm -hmm. Danielle's perspective and Caroline's perspective. Yes. Yes. And, and this so, is a good. This is a good. This is a good trope for them to to set up throughout this whole thing. I don't know if trope's the right word, but oh, you know, absolutely, it's, it's, yeah. It's it, you know, and it, and I think it is honestly set up. So uh, it's you know, actually, and it's not even just Danielle versus Caroline. It's basically Danielle versus everyone. But over the next few minutes, <laughs> we get very various people talking about Danielle's dancing. So let me just say it this way, and and I'm and I'm going to be curious as to what your perspective is. So I'll, I'll give you mine, and then I'll 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 let you tell us what you think yours is, but. You know, as someone who went to dancing school for a long time, if we went to a dance class and you went with your husband and I went and it was a bunch of group group of other people and I went by myself. And if I were the person that was dancing with the pro, I would probably try very hard to dance well, too. Yeah, just just yes. the way that Danielle is. Yeah. I would be paying attention. I would be trying to listen to what they said. Um, and that's what I think is happening. Um, so, I, I mean, listen, Danielle may have been a stripper and not Ginger Rogers. Like, I get it. Like, she was not but she's Ginger. doing a good job. But she can dance. You can yeah. tell. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, she's got the shoes. Like, she nobody does. just has those shoes lying around. Yeah, she. they're like a small heel and they look very pliable. Right. They're like ballroom shoes, right? Yeah. Or the kinds of shoes you would wear if you were like a dancer in Vegas. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and then all of a sudden we get all this other stuff like Jacqueline, of all people, the one person that, you know, poor Danielle can't even trust Jacqueline, says that she was giving the instructor the eye. I don't think she was doing that at all. I think she was concentrating. Um, And then Danielle says something that, again, I fucking hate that I agree with her, but I do, <laughs> which is that, you know, she says that these comments that people make about not dancing or about her are just jealous. And I think that's very true. I think yeah. that Caroline is the kind of person who is jealous. I think Caroline probably can't dance and never has. Mm -hmm. And I think she probably is jealous, but she can't even articulate those feelings. The level mm -hmm. of self-awareness that you would need well, to be I able also, to say like, 
and again, you know, I at one at one point one episode that um, Dina talked about when she was, you know, Waldo's age that she was doing laundry for everybody in the house yes. and cooking, and I'm sure Caroline was too. So you know, yes. so she wasn't given the opportunity to do those yeah. things. So <clears throat> of course she's not going to do it now, right? I mean, that would be like really coming out of her shell and being a different person. So she probably doesn't think she yeah. knows how or doesn't deserve it or. And she doesn't want, I don't think she's the kind of person that could be vulnerable. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. I don't think that, I think Caroline has an issue about vulnerability because that's what dancing is, right? Yeah. Or getting up and doing anything. Getting up and doing anything in front of anyone is vulnerability, right? It's the opportunity that someone might laugh at you or someone might praise you, but you know, you know, we always go to the, you know, someone might laugh at us or whatever. And so I think that Caroline really is jelly. And so I'm just starting to like get behind Danielle and be like, shit, these guys are treating her so badly. She's just a good dancer. And like, you know, mm. that's, it's not her fault. This is easy for her. And then the next thing that she does is the editors cut to a fucking shot of her lifting her leg up while yeah, she's at like, the bar. Oh. And I'm like, these fucking editors are diabolical, Michelle. They are. Like, they, they are diabolical. Are. They know that we're starting to feel for Danielle. And they're just like, ha, got you. Psych. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. She's the asshole she always was, yeah. right? Um, and so, you know, what? Who, like, I'm seeing it's, it's awful, but it's like, you. they really do. They build you up and it's so well done. Yeah, and I'm like is. riding the ride and I'm like, fucking, that's right, Danielle. Us dancing girls. We're just maligned and I'm getting through this whole thing. And then she fucking lifts her leg. I mean, for no reason. So it's the one leg, it's the one leg up where you like hold onto your heel and you lift it up above your head. Yes. Yeah. To like stretch, like none of that is necessary. You know, and here's the thing. If that was just a room full of women, I would have said whatever, but this was like a room full of other people's husbands and children. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's where I was like, fucking A, you know? And that's what she does. She does things that are just like a little bit too inappropriate for the crowd. Always. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think she just doesn't know any better. Yeah. Um, so so she's then paired with Albie. And this is where shit starts to go super left. Caroline does not like yeah. that. No. To the left, to the left, everything you own. Yeah. So she literally, and and I mean, I don't... So I'm trying to think about this, Michelle. I'm trying to think if I'm if I'm in a dancing class with your kid and we're dancing like this, do I take his hands and put them on my hips? The answer is no. But no, like no. I might dance with him. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine like, you know, like doing like trying to, but I can't imagine saying feel my hips. That's yeah. that's a diff, that's a different thing. Um, and Caroline is losing her shit. Yeah. Now I would too, to be honest with you, if I were Caroline. No, I because she knows what Danielle is about. She already knows. She's sussed it out. So tell me this, Michelle. So this I've been waiting to talk to you about this. So you're thinking about your kids now. Albie is 22 years old. Would you still feel the same at 22? There's always this fear that your son is gonna knock someone up, right? So now I'm just going to say, level. if my son knocked Dang, someone up everyone who listening. I didn't like, right? If my son knocked someone up who I didn't like, <laughs> right, my right. reaction would be like, why don't you just give me the baby and you can fuck off? You can fuck right, right Why don't you just sign over the baby to me? You would pay them off, Michelle. And, right? And then you can fuck off. I don't want you around. I'll take your baby. Yeah. And we well, can have a nice time. So well. And then yeah. and then my son can remarry somebody else or just marry the first time somebody else and come with his baby. <laughs> I almost lost a beverage there, right out my nose, Michelle. That's awesome. 
Or the baby could come and that girl could just fall off a fucking cliff. Yeah. You know, it's like Sparta in Somerville. It's like yeah, Sparta. Totally. <laughs> We're gonna push that bitch right off the cliff. Um, so okay, so even at 22, you'd have feelings about that. Oh my god, yeah, because because really okay. Well, yeah, you ultimately are hoping yeah, that your children are gonna find love and find a relationship, but there's a lot of things in between, right? You don't want them to fall into a gulch of Danielle Stubb. <sighs> You don't. you don't it's the it's, it's like a black hole really because it like it, takes in everything around it it, it does and, and, <laughs> and she knows she's going she's going to go down with the ship if that happens right so yeah yeah i mean i don't but see i have to be honest so whether or not i think it was appropriate i don't think she meant anything by it do you do you think she was trying to seduce albie i think that she's always got this thing that she's got to have this this sexual thing with guys i don't think she knows anything else it's always going to turn sexual Okay. Yeah. So that, you know, and and I think maybe I'm just reading it wrong. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I think she's just trying to teach him, but she's just doing it wrong. Um, then she's paired up, which I forgot about completely, which was the best paired with juicy Joe. Yeah. He, he won't even look her in the eye. Did you see this? He's like looking up to the right. He's, he knows what she's about too. Yeah. Well, cause also too, don't forget Steve, her boyfriend, I'm doing this in air quotes for everybody listening. Steve, her boyfriend, is friends with Joe, and he knows. So he knows much. that she's the yeah. daily blowjob. Yeah, and he's. It's. I think he's. It's uncomfortable for him. Well, and also too, he obviously can't dance. No, I mean, I didn't realize his feet would actually move. <laughs> he has that body that reminds me of like. Uh, it's like the definition of husky. <laughs> like he's like yep. so. It's very husky. It's just so wide and like yeah. everything is like Broad. it looks like his body parts weigh a lot. Like that it would take a lot to lift his leg up and put it someplace. So I guess like I he's guess I can square. understand that he's not a he's great very dancer. square. He's just like a <laughs> he's, he's very sp- SpongeBob. SpongeBob yeah. SquarePants. <laughs> um you know, and so then he makes a couple of gay comments. Yeah, which are not cute. And I have to say, so this is a point where and again, like I've with danielle like i think there's a part of me that like wants to like her because i think there are likable things about her Mm -hmm. and i think one of the likable things was in 2008 when this is filmed she has the balls to say so he said a gay thing and that was not okay with me yeah which i thought was very cool which i thought was very cool yeah i did but i I think not not a lot of people right not a lot of people would have said that a lot of people would have just let that go so i I thought that was cool that she sort of like made made her stand about that with him. And then what does she say that she's going to, if he doesn't stop, she's going to knee him in the groin. Does she say that? Yeah, I think, she, I think so. Something to that effect. And then at the end, that's when I think the insults happen because he keeps talking and right. And so then she tells him, she says something to him that it's got to stop. Yeah, he, that he she's says something else about it, like being the gayest thing ever, right? And um, and then she oh, like gay lord. Yeah, it was a so gay. She says, "Come on, gay lord." Yeah, he says, "Yeah, because yeah, I saw it on the screen." I thought and that then was awesome. He, yeah, gay and then lord. he was like, and then she's like, you know, don't you can't say that around me, which I think is um, you know, she's not a keep the peace kind of person. You know, yeah. I would not go up to somebody's husband and say like, "You can't say that shit around me." I I would yeah maybe save it for another time. Or um, I would just be like, okay, this is what I'm going to deal with when I'm this with this person. Do you know what I mean? And I have to sort of suspend my disbelief in his assholeness. 
Um, but she's not going to do that, you know, so she's, you, you, but she's have, an external processor. You're an internal processor. You're like, you, you think about this stuff and how this is going to affect all of your interactions with this person going yeah. forward. And I might she also be reactive. She's, she's reactive. reactive. And I might also think about how I can really fuck up your life later on. You're a long con person, Michelle. <laughs> I People don't am. realize this. Don't fuck with Michelle. Michelle is a long con person. You can fuck with me. I'm a short con person. I will just knock your teeth out. Michelle will fuck your life up. She will ruin you. No, but the truth is, and it's true because like, I'm much more like Danielle in the, in the sense that I'm reactive in that way, like that I have reactions to the things that people say and do. Whereas I think that truly when you, when you are in the presence of somebody who's behaving in a way that might make me react, I think it causes a level of introspection in you that I think probably does include trying to fuck them over for the next 20 years. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing I'm thinking about is um, there might be something that she doesn't like about um, Teresa um, in general, and she might be trying to find a way to, to like poke the bear, to, to irritate her. Like, so, cause she's that oh. kind of person. She's, she's the kind of person who would, you know, find, would move around a subject in order to try to, to, you know, to get her jabs in. Yeah. You know, I think you're probably right. I think that she probably does. So here's the thing. We all know what Teresa is obvious the, the, the way that Teresa um, exists in the dynamic of her family, mm-hmm. right? She's like the arm candy. She's just like, and he's like, happy life, happy wife, right? Yeah. Doesn't take much notice of her. So I think that you're probably right. That probably feeds into what happens next, which is he tells Danielle to be quiet. And she says, she says, don't talk to me like that. I'm not your wife. Yep. And I think that's what, that's to your point, that's her basically saying, sorry, I'm not the pushover. Yeah, but I also think she shouldn't have said that, though. I think I, but again, but that's her. I mean, I wouldn't have said that. I just don't think I would have said that. I I, because I think about a scenario in which I'm arguing with your husband, and he tells me to be quiet. And if I see, I wouldn't say that because I don't believe that that is the the nature of your relationship. That he, so I would never say, "Don't talk to me like that." I'm not your wife because I don't believe that he could get away with talking to you like that. No, but that's but, so I so I think that Danielle like, does think that. Yeah, I don't. It, we both don't let each other get away with that stuff. But you know, I I think, um, but still, even if she's seeing that and calling it, it's it's. I I think she takes any opportunity she can to take jabs at people. So, and I also think that maybe she's not cool enough to be like the gay thing's not right. Maybe she's just picking up on something that is kind of socially gotcha. unacceptable. Well, also, too, we find out later, not to spoil it, but she does have a gay friend that's been a friend of hers for a long time. So maybe yeah. she was coming from that. Maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. So we agree that Danielle is a great dancer, uh, but should have kept her hands to herself. All right. Mm-hmm. So next scene, uh, <laughs> Dina. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to go into it deeper and we're going to be introduced to somebody in this next scene. I was so excited. So Dina and Lexi uh, and her best friend are going to Lexi's going away party. Jesus Christ, Michelle, this kid is just going away. She really isn't going to prison. They're making it sound like she's going to Texas to live in a camp and to do hard labor. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I know somebody who actually did that. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> remind me to tell you that story. Fascinating story. Um, but, you know, I, I I wouldn't mind. Like, this is literally two weeks in Cyprus. I would fucking kill for two weeks in Cyprus. But they're acting like it's this huge thing. So they go to Caroline's. 
and there's enough food for 500 people did you see this yeah yeah the and, huge and plates of fucking potato salad the, huge, the huge platters you know that come in like the nice plastic you know yep. layouts yeah i don't know how many people are going to be there like 10 i was just gonna say there's like 10 people yeah. Teresa arrives with the daughters looking freaking adorable melania yeah. still looks like joe in a diaper with a tutu yep. on i'm sorry so funny um and then they start to rehash the dance lesson and as we're looking around the table we're introduced to for the very first time i don't know if you know who this is dolores catania so yes. she's the really <laughs> beautiful woman with the so she's stunning as usual. And yeah. so I loved the fact that we're seeing her because she's one of my favorite housewives on Jersey now. Um, and is so this when she started to get introduced? Sorry, is this like... Yeah, so she's basically... We don't even see her for many years after this. Oh, We may okay. see her occasionally, but that's to let you know. So I remember when we were talking about this before and I was saying to you that like the cool thing about Jersey is that that not only are people related, but they, they bring in friends and some of the people they've been friends with for so long that it makes everything much more real. The, the stakes are higher. Once Dolores joins, and I want to say that Dolores joins probably in season like five or six, she's been friends with Teresa 30 years by that time. Okay. Yeah. So there's a very, and so she knows Melissa and Joe, the brother. So there's so much woven in, so much history, but we won't see Dolores as a full-time housewife for a while, which is okay. a sin because she's awesome. I mean, and and by the way, NPS, she just liked, just like everybody else and mostly like I think she's a more refined version of Caroline. Um, but Dolores is the kind, the person that when Danielle comes back again is like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. She's the one person who says, and I think she actually, if I'm not mistaken, gets in her face and calls her a scumbag. It's very 1975. But yeah, I love Dolores. So glad to see her again. Um, but while they're rehashing the dance lesson, I, I have to be honest, I felt like this was very embellished. What did yeah. you think? Yeah, I, 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 she was like, and then she stuck her finger up Albie's ass, and then he screamed. Like it's just, I think it what? was filler. I don't think it was necessary. I think they had nothing better to put in. Yeah, but I felt like there was no reason. Like I felt like they really embellished this to the point where it made her sound like she was molesting him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I while I don't think it was like uber appropriate, I don't think it was that bad either. And he's twenty two years old. What would they have done if it was 16? Like hosed her down? Like, oh, uh, probably, probably. Well, I think too. The, shot her in the back just, of the head in her car. They just like to take an opportunity to talk about her when she's not around. You know what I mean? I think they just. Yeah. It's like a character assassination thing. It's a campaign. It um, is. It's I, a nonstop campaign. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, we, we end up with scenes that should be probably more important, but become filler like the next one, which is, um, Jacqueline and Chris going to the fertility specialist. Yes, I thought I wanted to see more of that. And I wanted to see, I wanted to, that guy to say more to them. Yeah. Like, do you know anything about this? Like, I don't know anything about this. Like, I, you know, I don't want to talk about the last time I talked to the gynecologist, but like to the fact that like she's had four miscarriages. Um, That's a lot. And he didn't really, I know, it just breaks my heart. And I see her looking heavy. And some of these voiceover and some of these, excuse me, these um, interstitials. And I'm wondering if she's pregnant during them and then loses the baby um, because she just looks a little puffy, you know? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so they, she's had four 
fertility, uh, excuse me, four miscarriages. Yeah. And she wants to know what's going on. And I really thought that when they brought them in there, that the doctor was going to sit down. He even gave me that body language. He was like, well, hello, I'm here to, and then was like, well, we don't really know uh, other than that your chromosomes are fine. Yeah. And basically you've had a baby before. So we know you can do it again. Yeah. So, I mean, did you get something else out of that, that I didn't get? Um, I, I got nothing. I mean, that, that, that was it. Like, I don't think it made them, I don't know. I, I guess I wanted to know if there was a plan going forward, if they were going to continue with that or. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you know what I mean? Or. I'm not sure if they cut it for Danielle reasons or if it was, if they were like, listen, it's too personal and we don't want to talk about it, Maybe. but I would have loved to have like, honestly, I know that's not really like the show is about like cringy things and making fun of people and whatever, but I feel like this would have been a nice um, antithesis to that, right? Yeah. The, the antidote, the antidote to that, like the real grounding part of that. Yeah. If people could have come, you know, the, the problem is I think that like, it just provides this, like Jacqueline's story is basically that like, she can't have another baby. Her existing daughter is, you know, an asshole mm-hmm. and she doesn't pick good friends. Right. And so I kind of, I guess I just wanted more for her from this scene. Yeah, um, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I also yeah. maybe too where it's like the first season. I think sometimes the first season they they're trying to figure out who's who and how to, you know, what stories to play up. Uh, maybe they're looking for also like oh. audience feedback stuff like that. So I also gotcha, sometimes gotcha. I think the first season is is a little bit of like get to know you and yeah yeah and I think yeah they're trying to figure out um who's who yeah, yeah. And, and and honestly I think I think that's why I don't remember a lot of this stuff going forward because I think the, the ship writes itself mm-hmm. um so after this scene it's it's no that I am wanting something fun entertaining and then they put me right back into the place I don't want to be which is basically anywhere in Dina's house so <laughs> we zip right back fucking Dina's house we go right back and it kills me because like I said I do I think she's stunning um, so we're in front of a stained glass window of, of chickens. I don't know if you noticed this. Yep. Yep. I did. Um, there was actual chicken wire in the stained glass and, you know, PSA stained glass artists. If someone says to you that they want chickens on your stained glass, do better, aim higher. Like you're, yeah, like this is wrong. Um, Lexi is preparing to leave on vacation. Um, she calls her dad, you know, it's, it, it's funny. It reminds me of, so like the Greek, like, uh, the Greek dynamic is very similar to like the Sicilian dynamic, but I think it's to like a uh, plus one. So, you mm-hmm. know, on uh, with spinal tap, you know, but this goes up to 11. Uh-huh. I think like the Greek parental relationship goes up to 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's reminds me of uh, my stepsister, Nicole, when we lived on Commonwealth Ave, she lived right above me in, mm-hmm. in, in Brighton and her father, Frank, had a hairdressing salon down the street and he would come, he wanted to make sure that like, she was okay. He would get like, this, this is such a Greek thing to do. He had a friend who owned a Panera bread. And at the end of the day, he would go get the bread that didn't get sold. And he would take like three or four loaves and he would have them in the trunk of his car. Like he was like illegally selling bread, but he was right. right. He would show up. He would live park on Commonwealth Ave, put his fucking blinkers on and my apartment was on the first floor. So you could literally walk right up to the window. Yeah. And so he would like he'd bang walk up on to the your window. window. <laughs> right, right up to my window. And not just any window, my fucking bedroom window. He would walk up to my bed and bang. And I had those two massive, massive dogs that would go completely shit house. And he would be like standing there and go, Maria, Maria, you want with the olive bread or the plain bread? Like he oh literally 
Oh, that's he so was funny. just such a sweet guy. So I'm imagining that Lexi's dad is like that same kind of like, like overbearing, but like incredibly sweet, um, sort of like Greek dude. And he used to call Nicole. He'd be like, bring this up to Nicole. Because of course he couldn't. If he could have scaled the fucking wall to get up to her floor, he would have. That is so um, funny but- about the bread. I Years ago, um, when I was a teacher, I remember having this student uh, and she was from Greece. And at the time, I think Greece was in a, well, they're in turmoil often, right? But this was, their economy had collapsed. And um, I don't know what the conversation was, but she said, um, oh, no, like uh, in in my culture, if you you have to throw out the bread, you kiss the bread first. Like if it's gone bad and you haven't eaten it, you kiss the bread. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Yeah. With the Italians, like I can't put the bread in upside down and shit. Uh You can't, you got to put it in a certain way. It's a thing. But yeah, the the whole like Greek dad thing. So watching Dina have this meltdown, like just standing there bawling in the kitchen, wearing the most ridiculous outfit with the fucking Bermuda shorts and the thing. I couldn't. It was very painful. Finally, Lexi calls her dad and he comes to pick her up and we don't have to fucking talk about this anymore. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Um, But the worst thing, what could be worse? Danielle and her daughters. And so we go to Danielle's house where she's, making this pizza. scene is so gross so she's throwing the dough around and i am not a germaphobe but i have issues with this i do um when the uh, daughters come in with like some scuzzy little dog and then there's another scuzzy little dog on the ground and then they start touching the pizza dough yeah and the hand washing was like it was a glancing blow like it was yeah like a serious... so... <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like if this is asmr it wasn't like a it was more yeah. like a yeah. And, and it was done. And so then she starts talking and she gets, it gets even worse because they start throwing the pizza dough and then she makes the pizza. Um, and she starts talking about how she doesn't know who her real friends are, um, which makes it sound like a, a soap opera that I really don't care about. And then she said that after dancing, she must've recognized uh, like the body language of Teresa and Joe. She must've noticed they just walked out um, and so she calls Teresa to apologize. And then Teresa hangs up on her. Uh-huh. Um, and so she thinks that Dina got to her and that she's been Dinafied. That's what she actually says. Yeah, but no, she'd already um, been like a total twat and, you know, did that scene at the dancing thing. So, you know, she she imagines what she wants to, what she imagines oh, yeah. what goes on, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, this is all, half of this is going on in her head. She's mm-hmm. It's like mystery science theater and it's just her life. And she says that originally she wanted their respect and friendship, but now she doesn't. And then there's that whole gross part with her daughters, her daughters, where she's saying to them, it's just the three of us. And yeah. the, it's the three of us. And I can hug and kiss them at night. And and, and she's <laughs> like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because she starts going on about something about really? like, how I, I tell you everything and you're my confidants and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm thinking, that's a lot of pressure to put on your kids. I mean... Just because your life was shit, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I have it another way, man. The the way that I feel is is, I mean, I, I today's society, children are not like a consequence you get to choose often, yeah. right? And, yeah. um, and so I know I would like to my kids to be like emotionally intelligent, um, and you know not have to just uh not have to fucking take care of me. It's, it's not their job, right? It's not their job to fucking have to worry about me and think about me no it's not it's my job I worry about you and then you know and you learn how to worry but not that way (laughs) well that's tough because you know that this is not the same life that her kids are going to have um 
yeah it's unfortunate it's unfortunate but i i will say we we go now to my favorite scene of the episode this mm -hmm. is the only time i'm ever going to say this to you which is i enjoy this part of dina's house um the big so it's, yeah so yeah. it looks comfy yeah. so it's dina caroline and Teresa at dina's mm -hmm. house so uh Teresa is inexplicably in the most fucked up outfit backwards kangol hat yeah I, hate, I hated that you know i feel like she's being styled and i think we talked about this in savannah i feel like she's being styled by color me bad like the group i feel like they have come out of retirement <laughs> i want to sex you yes is that the group yes because i feel like she's dressed half the time like a man in a weird way it's just uh -huh. stupid um and so then they all gather on a deerskin rug the largest sectional sofa i've ever seen on television uh, -huh. uh to drink wine and to gossip and basically Teresa says you know i came over here so that we could talk about danielle and the book and that's when we have that like vanna white moment where Teresa's like, da, da, like da, da. we thought there was a problem before and now there's the, the book. book right and she holds it up i just wanted to go like oh this is so awful so Teresa says you know basically that Danielle's a piece of garbage mm -hmm. that there were rumors about her um the book is called a cop without a badge it's by uh Kevin Marr mm -hmm. uh, and that was her ex-husband so apparently the book has a uh, mugshot her mugshots in it yeah and that um we get this whole sort of series of uh sort of cutaways where P where Caroline is saying that her niece found it and by her niece does she do you think she means Ashley I don't know I, 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 love to, I, I can't remember if we find that out or not. So I'm dying to know that. It's been a long time. So I really don't remember if the niece is Ashley or not. So she says that her niece found it, called Caroline, that they all talked to the niece and then they, and that Caroline went to the library to get it, which I think is so funny. Um, I don't know why it just made it very like murder. She wrote to me that I went to the library to get it and that she, Jacqueline and Dina read it together. And then they told Teresa together. Yeah, it must have been an Ashley thing. It must have been right her because she's okay. like she's not she's a real asshole. So I'm I'm sure that like she doesn't know how to do anything, but she can go and dig dig up shit. Like yeah, that. she can't do her fucking homework, right? Yeah. Um, and then they told yeah. So then they told she Teresa, read that for summer school probably. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was part of her summer school reading. So Teresa says that she's done with Danielle after reading the book. Yeah, I'm done. Whatever I'm happened done. to asking? Whatever happened to asking your friend like, hey Michelle, like I just read this in this book. Is this true? Just I mean, I think I would, if I found that book, I think I, I don't, would you I, don't ask think I'd, I wouldn't hesitate. I'd be like, Hey, I found this book and you know, we, fuck? You, we never talked about it. You know, I mean, everybody has their secrets, but I also think, um, I, I don't know. You know, people have a past people, people do fucked up things in life. So I also, I don't know why. Right? Especially like when they're young. Yeah. I don't know why she's on this train, but yeah, I mean, I would, if I found a book on somebody, I would just i'd ask them about it i wouldn't be mean i would hope that they'd want to talk to me yeah. about it um well that's what i'm saying like it just seems so strange that they, they all believe it 100 percent. they're all like oh that explains everything yeah so you know Teresa says that you know danielle was so nice to me in the beginning and then caroline's like well that's when you gotta worry yeah when someone's being too nice to you i agree though i agree if somebody's being really nice right up front don't you think that there's an ulterior motive oh yeah but i think in this scenario i think they were all friends at least it seemed like it it seemed no. like Teresa and Jacqueline were actually friends with with Danielle like they were going over to her house they were doing stuff like like I said they watched her for an hour and a half on a date like I think they were actually at, maybe not friends but friendly I, th I think Teresa maybe was more like a like a willing participant in the train wreck 
Oh, I see. She what you're saying. Just going it. along because it's free. That's why she got the Botox. It's free. It's uh, yeah. I I, okay. I yeah. I don't. She's not a very nice person. So I think um, I think she just was along. Truth. Even if she does like my yeah. my my work in Canva. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She knows how to turn it up. She showed us many times. She showed, she showed us. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Um, so then Teresa tells us the what she's been accused of. What yeah. what Danielle's been accused of. So kidnapping, yeah. um, being involved with the Colombian cartel and prostitution. Yeah. And then Teresa asks rhetorically, of course, what kind of woman is that? Um, and so then we have those shots back of, I mean, I don't understand whoever let her get filmed this way. But Caroline with her hair matted to her head, she looks so sweaty, um, where she says they all had tremendous, Michelle, they had tremendous concerns mm -hmm. uh, after reading the book. And she says it's like the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. And then Dina says that she knew something was off right away and that Teresa says that Danielle should have told them all of this stuff if she really wanted to be friends. What's your thought on that? So if this were me and I had, and I had had the past like that, is it my responsibility to tell you, or is it a situation where when you come to me, I should just be receptive to having the conversation with you? I mean, you know, Maria, if there's a book out, I think, I think the, the jig is up. I think I have to tell people. By the way, mm -hmm. the, you might find this book, but if there's no book, I think then you can, you know, slowly leak things Reveal. out here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, and I think like if, if you don't have to tell everybody everything, but if there is a book, I mean, it's, it's written, it's out there, somebody's going to find it at some point. So yeah, I think maybe it's just better to be upfront about this stuff, but see, she doesn't have the connection that like, maybe she did anything that she made bad choices. I don't think she understood. I don't think that makes sense to her. Right. She, I think she's she a victim. Thinks, she's a victim. Yeah. Right. Cause she's telling us she was wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. So then Dina is telling us, that's a really good point, Michelle. Um, Dina says that if the other person, any, another, if another person in town speaks to her and says that Danielle has been talking shit about her, that she's going to get her Brooklyn on and kick yeah. her ass. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, I'm into it. Um, and then you know, then Teresa talks about something that I don't think I, I was cognizant of, which is Teresa says that Teresa, excuse me, that Danielle is having money problems. And if she's having money problems, why doesn't she just get a job? And then Dina says, because she's pretty. And then there are some allegations made that like, Teresa's saying that, you know, men should pay because, you know, basically she has the pussy. Right. And then Dan Dina says, well, I think that's prostitution. Right. But they, well, what, but they, I think they, they say like in between that, um, she, uh, you know, she's, she's looking for like a, she's looking for someone to pay her bills or she's ultimately, yeah. I got the impression that it was like, she's ultimately looking for somebody long-term so that she doesn't have to work. Right. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's pretty. She doesn't want to have to, to get a job. Yeah. She's too pretty to get a job. Um, and so then it's, it's interesting to me. So then we have that, you know, another gorgeous shot of Dina where she's saying, that she really isn't out to get Danielle at all. Wink, wink. That's why she had all these people over to her house and have mm -hmm. a film session talking about mm -hmm. her. The book means nothing to her in terms of her relationship. But she does say, and I thought this was interesting, because this is a real escalation technique now, Michelle. She says that if Jacqueline continues to be friends with Danielle, it will affect their relationship. Yeah. I, I think she's that uh, irked by Danielle. Yes. I, I think like... yeah. And I've had that situation before, haven't you? Like, you know, like when you were younger, like if somebody's going to be friends with somebody, like you just, it, it, 
yeah, you, you, if they're not able to, the thing is, I don't think that Jacqueline can separate, um, in the way that like a, a friend would, like if your family, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're always around, but if, well, if, and also they're all talking about each other all the time. So no yeah. matter where Jacqueline goes, someone is talking about someone else. Yeah. That's, I think the problem too, is that we have, you know, both of these women, Jacqueline and Danielle, excuse me, Danielle and Dina, who every time they are with Jacqueline, the, the topic of the other person comes up. Yes. And I think also they all go to the same hairdresser, right? Which oh, yeah. Is, the, which is the another chateau. thing. Yeah, the chateau, which is another thing, you know? So I think like there's just not enough, there's not enough degrees of separation no, um, where it has to be one way or the other at this point. No. And and honestly, and, and so we start to to see how this is really going to affect Jacqueline because especially in this next scene, which I think is not as funny. So the, the scene that we just left at Dina's house and, and by the way, anybody who is doing the rewatch with us, I want you to please freeze frame during that scene. And I want you to take a look at the pillows. Each pillow has a different type of animal. So yeah. the one that um, Caroline is leaning on has this huge red bird. Um, and the one that Dina is leaning on has two horses. And then our girl, Teresa, is leaning on one that has a huge, huge palm fronds. Really just the weirdest fucking house. Um, her house makes me think there might be bugs. Because uh, it's just like, it's very like lush with with stuff. It's so layered. It makes me nervous. Um, It's like, it's like being in uh, a rainforest. There's so much stuff. <laughs> Actually, her house is like that rainforest cafe. Like if one of the, like if, if one of the things in the pillows just started like, braying like a horse i would not be surprised um <laughs> it's like a fucking it, disney it episode is. it is her house is like the rainforest cafe that shit it's interactive like house. you walk by and the chickens are like fuck up, fuck up. it happens every hour on the hour like when you go to wegmans and yes, <laughs> yes 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 so we leave so we, we get out of rainforest cafe and we go to uh house of hose so we go right back to franken castle uh, Jacqueline pulls up to Danielle's house and uh, gets out with a bottle of champagne. At first, I was like, what the fuck? Because literally, as soon as she gets out and is holding the bottle of champagne, the voiceover is Jacqueline saying, my family doesn't want me to talk to Danielle about the fact that they broke the the book. And I'm like, but Danielle's going to ply her with some with some food, Clicquot. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. Um, and, and Jacqueline brings it. So then, um, you know, Caroline says that the content of the book is nothing that you can take lightly. Um, and now we hear Danielle saying that she's hearing things that lead her to believe that someone has the book. And so she pours Jacqueline a glass and tells her to chug it because she'll need it. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is, the, I think, Danielle's opportunity to, to clear everything up with Jacqueline. And I don't know that it goes all that well. Um, you know, Jacqueline is, I mean, the fact that she's even saying this, this says that she's worried that Danielle is a con artist, that the book says that she was a kidnapper. And then she makes a joke about Danielle not babysitting for her. Yep. <laughs> and and you can tell she's it's a nervous joke. Yeah. Yeah, she's right. nervous about the whole thing. She's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So Danielle says that she's having now to do damage control because of this. And I think to your point earlier, she should have known that this was going to come out and she should have leaked it herself or just brought it out herself yeah. rather than having to be reactive and do the damage control. But she's hopeful, she says, that when it's all said and done, that Jacqueline will see her as a good person. This is the level of delusion she is. 
magic so she's thinking. at yeah 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 memento mind strikes yeah. again exactly seriously it's just, like it's she like just, she doesn't remember what happened five minutes ago for real yeah. it's like yeah, it's she memento just kicked mind. in your fucking teeth and now she has no yeah. idea how you got that way yeah she doesn't understand <laughs> she doesn't understand why you're bleeding she kicked yeah. in your teeth and she's like what why is there blood on your shirt um so then Jacqueline asked which I thought was really funny because I think Danielle is trying to explain to her that like not everything that's printed in a book is true which is also true, right? Yes. Like not everything. Because and so they had a bad is... relationship. And, and I don't know yeah. like if Danielle explains this at all, that he was an asshole because he was a jerk, right? And he and they right. had a bad relationship and he was very vindictive in writing this. He was on a, on a lot of coke, I think, too, when he was he was on a lot of drugs. Oh, he was on coke, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then Jacqueline asked what I thought was a very snarky comment. She asked, where would you find it in the library? Yeah, because I think she's trying to get her to say whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Yeah, like what? what but she, but I don't think that Jacqueline realizes. I don't think that Jacqueline realizes that just because a book is published under nonfiction, that doesn't mean that every word of it is true. Right. It just means that it's a story about like someone's life or, or true events. Right. I mean, there's a, real there's events. It, there's revisionist history, which I think is yeah. what she's trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I thought it was funny that Danielle's response was, "I don't know. Why don't you ask Dina?" Yeah. And so I think that's what we're seeing too is that like you know Danielle is with not them, with her and she's Dina. not she's she's really not and I really it's killing me not to know what their first fight was about. But she is really um she's attributing causality incorrectly. She thinks a lot of this is coming from Dina when a lot of it I think is being directed by Caroline. Um and so then Danielle so says that say she that has again proof. if you think a lot of I, so I think a lot of this stuff is being directed, is being moved forward by Caroline. I think that Caroline is the person who like entertained the phone call. Caroline goes and gets the book because everyone else might've been like, oh, there's a book, whatever. Caroline shakes her tail feathers, puts on some moo moo, goes to Fashion Bug, and then goes and gets the book from the library <laughs> and brings it back. That's Stop. why she's all sweaty. That's why she's sweaty like that, Michelle. <laughs> it happens. You know, what? and so Dina is just kind of like, and I think, and I think for, yeah. And I think because Danielle and Dina have already had this little issue, I think that now, no matter what happens with that family, Danielle is always going to attribute the causality to Dina when it's yeah. not always her. Like Dina may have brought the book to the Chateau, but the person who brings the book really into their lives, who goes and physically gets it, brings it into their lives is Caroline. The person who says, I wanted to investigate this person to come into our lives, Caroline. But I also think, and I think you're right. And I also think that um, Caroline's a bit untouchable in a lot of ways. You know, she's like the real like mother goose and she's like running the show what? Uh, or whatever. She just, she's older. Do you know what I mean? So she's not the one that like anybody's going to fuck with. <clears throat> Excuse yep. me. And I think, um, so I think, and also, Dina has zero fucks to give, which really annoys right. Danielle. Right. I mean, and I got to say, like, I'm on the Dina page. Zero fucks. I mean, I, yeah. I until I ever heard that term, I didn't understand what was wrong with me. That I just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. thinking about you. <laughs> I'm thinking about my pure cringe mug. I'm thinking about. <laughs> You're thinking about me a pure pure cringe. I'm thinking about like what I'm gonna anything. eat next. I mean, and anything but Sex. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you know, it reminds me of someone that I used to know who would, when someone would freak out, they would like take their own pulse. And then they would look at that person and they would say, no, it doesn't affect me at all. 
And I always thought that was like the biggest fuck you. And I was like, that's awesome. That, oh, that so is good. awesome. You know, it just doesn't affect you at all. Um, and it, you know, you can see that it really is. And, and Dina starts to, starts to talk a little bit now about the toll that it's taking on her relationship with Jacqueline. Yeah. Um, and Danielle is really angry uh, that the book is out and that everybody knows. But and Danielle says that she can prove. I mean, I love when people say this. I can prove that Dina brought the book into the salon. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it, but this is where another there's like another Caroline smug sort of delivery where Caroline is saying that, you know, Jacqueline has a really big heart. But, you know, this is going to come home. This, and that she's waiting for this to come home and hit Jacqueline and she knows it will. And she yeah. kind of has this smug look. I'm like, and, fuck and you, I, bitch. And I think too, I, I think they look at Jacqueline as like a bit of a rag doll and they have yes. to take care of her and manage yes. her. And she's very, she's very soft-spoken. She's very yes. sweet, but she's a really sweet friend. I mean, I you know, and she's, it, yeah. And she's had a hard time. And I think that they're like happy to have her in the family that, you know, the, their brother loves her and everything's sure. good. <clears throat> and he, uh, you know, bought the stepdaughter a new fucking car. So everything, everything must be nice. So I think that they see that there's some management and I get yeah, that. They're trying and, to help her out. Yeah. But they're I trying to help her out and it becomes overbearing. And, and I think, so poor Jacqueline's got the pressure of, she's figuring out that Danielle's a douchebag. Um, but that she has to satisfy these family things as well. Yeah, it's like, I think I would not want to be Jacqueline. I think, you know, um, I think she's the loser. But uh, in, the, in all of this, I think she's being torn to bits. Um, but we're going to end, uh, not end, but our second, our penultimate uh, scene is a really fun one. So we go to Teresa's McMansion, mm-hmm. where all of the furniture oh, is being delivered. And, you know, the first Careful thing with she, my pillows. You know, she reminded me of my father. Like every other word was like, this is expensive. Yeah. This is expensive. I like, I wanted to look at, at, at her and go like, listen, nobody thinks you got it from fucking Dollar Tree. Okay. Yeah. Like we understand that furniture costs money. And what I thought was really funny was like, she was like going nuts in the beginning. Did you, did you see this over the Ottoman? Yeah. Like, I love this Ottoman. And whenever I hear the word Ottoman, so one of my favorite comedians is um, Eddie Izzard. Yep. Yep. I love him. <laughs> and so I love him because he, you know, he combines everything that I love, you know, foul trash, trashy talk. Um, he's brilliant. And he talks about history a lot. And I'll never forget him doing a bit. And he was like, um, and he, he said, and then that brought about the Ottoman Empire full of furniture, apparently. <laughs> and so I always. Footstools. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I hear the word Ottoman, I always think full of furniture, apparently. <laughs> um, and so she's moving in and it's like a fucking flurry of activity. Uh-huh. Um, Which she loves. Joe, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everything is like, I love it. I love that. Put that here. I love that. Juicy Joe shows up and he mumbles his way from room to room. He's like, yeah. And then the girls arrive and they run through the house and it's like bedlam. Um, And they move from like room to room. Uh, And then we begin uh, the hunt for Alberto. Do you remember this? The hunt for Alberto. So apparently Gia needs something moved. Uh, Teresa says to her, go ask Alberto to help you. And this is the funniest sentence of the entire entire episode. Gia goes, I don't speak Spanish at yeah. all. <laughs> and I fucking died. And she's like, like, Alberto? Alberto? Alberto. <laughs> she's like, with the little accent. It was dying. Mira, so Alberto. In, and then so she finally finds the poor fucker and makes him carry her, I mean, a massive suitcase, by the way. Like your crazy big suitcase. Yeah. Up up a huge staircase. 
And, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the phone rings. Gia gets it. It is Maria, the agent, yep. who is offering her an opportunity to film a Gossip Girl episode. Yeah. Which we're going to have to find out if that worked out. If so, we're going yeah, to have to watch that. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, and so from there, we do go to now the last scene. Which oh, wait, is, can we uh, just back up for sure. a second, though? Yes, there's, so there's when you see Joe is like mumbling his way. And I remember oh, like oh, writing oh, this oh. down. Um, oh. And she was so excited about like the furniture. Like, do you like the couch? Like, do you like it here? What's it like? And he's like, what's there to like? And then, and I thought to myself, well, well, I don't know. You gave her like the fucking $50,000 in cash to buy all this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, do, do, do you, I'm sure I, I'd be upset if my husband didn't like what I was sort of putting together. You know, I don't want to do anything that he hates. And he's like, why would I love a couch? Well, I don't, uh, it's not that. It's just that, you know, you just, and to really dismiss your husband. It. Is incredibly sensitive and fun. No, he's not. He's dismissive. He's dismissive of of that. And I think like she's done this big thing, which is to furniture shop as gross as I her furniture is. Yes. She's filled this house with furniture. And so um, and you know, it was perfectly nice couch, right? So I don't know. Like she's happy about it. Can't he be happy that she's happy? I don't think he's capable of faking it like that. I don't think that's what their relationship is. Yeah. And I, that's what I think, whether she should have said it or not. I think that's what Danielle means when she said, don't tell me to be quiet. I'm not your wife. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think I that's think what right. she's referring to. Their relationship is very skewed in that way. Yeah. Because you know that when he's like, what, what, what is a coach? What, 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 what do you love a coach? And she's just like, oh, I look at the onyx over here. So it's like, there's no, she doesn't live in the <laughs> I have a new job for you, Maria. <laughs> she, you know, it, it, she doesn't live in the reality of what's happening. She just kind of pushes past it. I think that 90% of their relationship over the years that I've seen, just shit I've seen on television, is him saying stuff that was like suspicious in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. And her just pushing it under the rug. You know, when people are like, keep it moving. Yeah, keep it keep, moving, it, keep moving. it moving. And I think she belongs in the keep it moving thing. And I think that's why she keeps having children too. Uh she's not done. Funny. She's gonna have another one. Oh, she's oh, she got another one on the way. She's gonna have another one. The other thing I thought about was um those girls were like running through so excited to see their new house. Yeah. And I just thought, like, wow, like what's you know, what's happening to them down the road, right? With the with their split up I, and everything. Yeah. I saw the I just saw the episode recently. I think it was this past year, this past season of New Jersey. Where they move out of that house. Yeah, so sad. Did someone buy that? So yeah, someone bought it. Um, it's a sin because, yeah, it, the house, I mean, as gaudy as it is, you know, over the years, you see so many events happening there. Yeah. You see all this stuff. So it is like, it, it does feel a little bit like family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Over, yeah. over, the, over the years. Um, and as much of a pain in the ass as they are, they're your family. Um, but no, that was a good point. Yeah, Joe really, he isn't a participant in this. He really does believe happy wife, happy life. I think he just thinks whatever she wants to do, she's going to do. I'm going to pay her the money. I don't give a shit here. Happy birthday. She gives, he gives the guy a hundred dollar bill. Happy birthday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, so happy how birthday. many hundreds did he, did he, did he have in that? In that oh yeah. 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 He, I'm telling you, he looked like my dad, except my dad's wads of money were clean and nice. And he would literally have them and he would flip them over his hand and it made a cracking noise. It was fucking awesome. Oh, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, and it's because my father also, probably just like Joe, got paid like under the table a lot. Oh in cash. Yes. In it, cash. Um and he's dead, so don't anybody start coming my, out. My dead dad was also um in some <laughs> our dead dads. Yes. Stay tuned for our other podcast. 
our dead, dead dads are coming dads. soon. Coming our soon. dead dads in cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cash that no one knew my about. Dad's, I'm just going to say my dad's story about cash will be very short. Michelle's will be longer, but it's good. It's okay. <laughs> Funny business. Cooking the books. Yeah. Cooking the, cook the books starring Mitchell and Huey. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's, let's, wrap this, yes, let's wrap this fucker up. So. Let's go to Danielle's house. And I think we're going to find now, this is the reason for her being pissed off with Juicy Joe. She's cooking with her friend, Tommy. He is her gay best friend. They've been yeah. friends for 20 years. Um, it's probably why she feels a little bit particular um, and right and rightfully so. I mean, whether she should have said it or not, I like the fact that she felt strongly enough about it to say it on national television yeah. at a time when it was not sexy to do so. So she tells him about the book. They're sitting down making some kind of like demented charcuterie. Did you see this? Like, I, did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I, what I, that was. Looked gross. Um, and then there was wine involved, so I'm I'm out. Um, why can't anyone have like charcuterie with coke? I just don't get it. Um, and so she starts to retell <laughs> the story in her. You still get it. It's, that's another. That's another classy. What's it's that classy. shit they drink in in Italy? The the Bev Beverly Beverly. It's a bit yeah. of Bev. They they have Beverly <laughs> Coke. That's right. That's why they're all. That's why they're pissed off, Michelle, because yeah. Beverly tastes like crap. Um. So she's basically like lightly telling the story of her arrest, and you and I have a lot more context. Uh about this um but she's basically saying it was 24 years ago she's like fake crying or is she really crying and that's just botox not letting her cry what do you think oh uh, i can't tell yeah i can't i don't know i don't know but she does this she does this kind of like suddenly she gets very upset woe is me yeah and she like squeezes her face to try to get the tears to come out Mm mm-hmm um, and so she's saying again she has proof that dina is showing this around town what is this proof god bless I, I, she has probably has cameras set up in the chateau to film the whole thing. Um, so her friends tries to explain, you know, the the position that Jacqueline is in with her family. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird because Danielle actually says, "Well, of course, family comes first, but it's like she doesn't hear that in her own head. She knows she that doesn't, but doesn't hear. It. She doesn't, yeah. Um, and then the last thing that she says is that you know Danielle says she wants to be put in a boxing room with Dina. Yeah, and she says that she wants to have her say. She, you know, so Danielle always thinks that she's denied her say. Do, do you know what I mean? This is it. But the and the and the thing is though is that she says too much of the wrong shit. If she would just shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it with Danielle, she just doesn't know. And a lot of people are like this. We know that, right? A lot of people just don't know when to stop. No, they just don't. They just don't. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. We're going to take a real quick break and then we'll be right back with the categories. Okay. All right. And we're back. We're so excited to be back to talk about the categories before we do. What we'd love to start doing is uh, reading some of the great reviews. Michelle, we have got some really great reviews uh, on the pod. Apparently there are more people listening than you and me and your sister. I know. It's awesome, right? So first, thank you all so much for supporting the podcast and subscribing and downloading the episodes. We love that. Uh, We love you so much. Uh, Those of you that have also uh, taken the time to give us a review, we would really appreciate it. If you have a moment uh, to take some time on whatever uh, podcast uh, platform you listen to, to give us a review. Um, And especially uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, where the reviews really matter and they change the status and the uh, chart position of the pod. And it puts us in a position where more people, more cool people like yourselves uh, can come and hang out and listen. 
So I thought I would read one. Um, and so this one is the most recent one that we've received. Uh, we got it on June 29th. It's uh, from HR, Queen. oh, HR Queen, H-R-K-W-E-E-N. Okay. Uh, so A plus banter, <laughs> A plus Her banter. Highness, thank you. Yes. <laughs> We love her. We love her. So thrilled that this humor is getting shared with the world and the B and C list celebs that they dish on are awesome. Can't wait for more. Um, and then we have another one that's called uh, by someone named DF923. And the title of the review is Pure Fun. Maria and Michelle are not only well-spoken and hilarious, they also speak intelligently about the books they're reviewing. In their reviews, they give great background on the authors and also share a lot of their personal experiences relative to the material, and that makes it that much more fun and interesting. You don't even have to be familiar with the authors that they're talking about or the shows for that matter. I wasn't somehow familiar with Bad Mormon, but I loved it. Give these pure cringers a try. You won't be disappointed, and you might learn something. Awesome. Nice. She sounds wicked thank smart. Thank you so much. She does sound wicked smart, whoever you are. Thank you so much. And again, thank you all in advance uh, for going and reviewing us wherever you are listening to the pod. So let's move on to the categories. I have my beverages with me. I am a beverage monster, of course. What and do you I have, have multiples. What do you have? Let's see. So I have Coke, obviously. Can't yeah. not have Coke. Yeah. And yeah. then I have this really revolting combination of um, water and uh, my Dorman's coffee from Kenya. It's amazing. It's an instant coffee. And then uh, some chocolate milk and then some Dunkin' Donuts iced tea, uh, iced coffee, excuse me. I'm just confused so, by the chocolate milk. Yeah, I would like to use regular milk, but uh, the hotel where I'm at only right now has chocolate milk. Okay. So it's, I'm calling it a mocha iced tea. A mocha. Okay. Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's, I mean, you know, there's enough caffeine in here for 12 people. So you should be <laughs> scraping me off the, ce the ceiling in a couple of minutes. What are you drinking and what are you drinking it in, I wonder? Well, I just have uh, water uh, and mm. I have my, um, my my pure cringe tumbler. It's like a third, this 30 ounce tumbler. And nice. I'm sorry, forgive me. I forget the name of the gal. Uh, who oh, two Q creations yes. by uh, Dawn Marie. She is uh, on our Instagram. Yes. Check that out. It is beautiful, Michelle. I have and to they're, say they're full of glitter. Just glitter. I don't know. I just I love it. It's and it's purple and pink and blue. And it's good. Did I say glitter? It's got glitter. It's got a lot of oh. glitter. Yeah. Well, I will say so I keep mine. Um, I, I keep mine by my bedside. And what I've been doing is putting um, mostly ice and a little bit of water at night. Mm -hmm. I will say I had to change my routine up a little bit and put more water in it because it's such a good tumbler that the ice it doesn't is. melt. Yes, it is. It yeah. doesn't <laughs> melt. So I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be like hitting myself in the face with ice. So I was like, no, not so much. Um, but yeah, I love our Pure Kringe, uh tumblers. Um, and yes, two, two cute creations by Dawn Marie, not sponsored, but would love to be. Wink, wink. Um, so let's talk, <laughs> let's talk a little bit. Um, yeah, not sponsored by Coke either, but would love to be. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our categories. This is one of my favorite parts, Michelle, because I love to get your perspective on this. So uh, I'll have you start first, if you don't mind, because I, yeah. I feel like you have answers to these. So who won the episode? What is, is your nomination for that? Who won the episode? Danielle. I just love to hate her. I, yeah? you know, yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> She won because she didn't win anything because she's at the bottom. I, I but mean, everyone's talking about her, right? Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, if uh, all publicity is good publicity, right? I guess yeah. if you're if you're one of those kinds of people, I feel that she won. Um, if you're okay. thinking about it from that perspective. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, my answer is a little bit different. So yep. for me, who won the episode is uh, Lexi because that bitch went to Cyprus for two weeks. She, she gone and she doesn't she gone. have to she's, to her mother fucking whinge. And she, and she doesn't have to be in that house. She can be like in a place that has like beautiful surroundings. And she can free her bubbies wherever yeah, she wants. Yeah. That poor kid, she can wear whatever she wants. So for me, it's Lexi. Um, the next category, I have to say, it was an embarrassment of riches, but it it's really fashion was. disaster. So what what was the biggest fashion disaster for you? Um, it it was a specific moment in time when Danielle mm. like did her uh did her leg raise <clears throat> with her with her like little skirt and <laughs> leotard, you know. And I have this thing like you know somebody puts their leg up in a skirt and I just like want to just like what's under your skirt? I just you know just want to see. You so have to look. But, yeah, no, her her leotard, um, it, yeah, just that that whole thing that her seriousness with it, you know, the amadeza. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's a private dancer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She takes herself far too seriously in that outfit. Um, yeah, for me, it was, uh, Teresa's outfit at Dina's house. So the backwards hat, the, um, the polo shirt. Yes, the jeans. Yes. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Teresa is trying to make a thing happen with those hats back then. And it's just not, they don't look good on her. I didn't like um, them on anybody back then. I mean, I really, I really, no. <laughs> they were yeah. not cute. Well, yeah. And I think when I first met my husband, I, I believe he had one and I, I don't know, I might have burned it or maybe <laughs> it made its way into the trash. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Brian isn't listening to this. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows whatever happened to that hat, but um, we loved that hat and no one knows. Uh, it, you tell Brian it went off to live in a farm. <laughs> it went to the fucking hat farm to the, to to, farm. To the bad where all the dogs fashion. go yeah. where everybody tells their, their kids where their dogs go when they put them down it went to go live in a farm honey it's running around it's fine yeah um all right and our last uh category uh the moment of pure cringe when was that for you uh it was the the put your hands on my hips thing I, you know, it's all about Danielle for me in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole show is about Danielle. Absolutely. And for me, the moment is, it's just a different one with Danielle. It's Danielle and her kids making pizza because gross. Oh yeah. With the, with the dirty hands, dirty hands. Yeah. And then it gets caught in her necklace. I can't with it. That's a, oh yes, that's right. I was like, you're going to eat that. You're not going to like throw that out and start over. Like I kept thinking to myself, no, they didn't use that piece of dough. They threw that dough away. That was just for the cameras. They made dough with, they made their pizza with a different piece of dough. Yeah. But I don't think they did. I don't think they did. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michelle, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh my God, everybody who's been listening. So now that it's not just you and me, Michelle and your, and your sister, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Please fire up your Peacock uh, subscriptions or find the uh, episodes wherever you can and join us. This has been a really fun uh, rewatch. Join us next time when we will be talking about all of the things that make us cringe on Bravo. All Bye, everybody. Things. Bye. Bye.